beat them if they number one then now we number one according to rankings but we don't want to take none of that we want a, a good game against a good team and we're still humble and we don't want to be ranked we want to be out in the top 25 because we still hungry and when we hungry we eat What's up? It's Will. <laughs> I got a special guest. We were supposed to do a kind of a group collabo podcast, a little Three Musketeers action, and we had a little baby emergency at home for Kent. So we're going to record a segment here with uh, my special guest, Brandon Crockett. What's your Twitter handle, Brandon? Uh, it's, 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 it's Brandon Crockett, but is, the, the, is there an the, ad, is there an at before it though? No, right? so there's, it's at, yeah, it's at Brandon Crockett, but the, the O in Brandon is actually zero. Oh, that's dope. And I, well, I would have my first and last name normally, right? But somebody stole, somebody your stole it. Yeah. And I'm actually trying to get Twitter to give it to me. Yeah. Well, you're probably gonna have to drop the bag for the guy that's actually got that username no nah, man I'm, I'm i actually filed a claim like last week <laughs> and said i want this twitter handle and they're like making me submit my driver's license and form id because i'm saying this guy's impersonating me right 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 because right? his yeah but that's also the thing where your driver's license doesn't have a zero as the o in your name no but i'm, I'm saying this guy's being me but right he's not but, using it right so but why if can't somebody was it? impersonating me and they had a one in Will instead of the L, and they were trying to say that I was impersonating. I would say the same thing. You get where I'm going now? I, I do. I am just trying to figure out a way that I can fight this to get that Twitter yeah. handle. You know they're so, not verifying people anymore, right? There's like a whole hold on like the check mark. Shut up. Yeah, I've been trying to get this podcast, Fire and Ice Pack Pod, <laughs> verified. And uh, yeah, they're like they're in a hold. They're like re reexamining their verification purposes so so kind of like when the united states have to like stop printing money because there's too much out there there's too many blue check marks is that is that yeah that's actually a good parallel but anyway i have uh brandon crockett here with me a really good friend of mine we've been wanting to get him on the podcast for a little while he is uh born and raised he's more of a minnesota guy minnesota is is that a good minnesota that's not it's not bad it's not terrible it's not bad i just, I, I hear that southern twang in it in i know I, I i'll never be able to escape that maybe that's the south is there a southern minnesota that i can fit in with or yeah not? where i went to school southern minnesota tech okay mankato it's nice. more, more of a hockey school but yeah. yeah yeah but they don't have that twang either it's actually a lot more country like northern country if you get what i'm saying oh yeah, yeah i get it so uh he has been in raleigh since uh 2011 and he's been good friends with uh we've met because of good friends of the wives our women. girlfriends yeah, our our women. Women. so shouts to them and uh want to have him on he's a huge pack fan didn't grow up born and raised one much like me i've been called out on the literally the first episode of this podcast for wait hold, being it, raised. hold it hold it oh wait you oh so you don't listen to the podcast no no i do i was born and raised a tar heel fan Oh, this is like mind blowing to me right now. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Because I'm trash. I'm trash. No, 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 no. Because I'm having admission to you right now. So it's okay. So, so my my background. I I I grew up in the Twin Cities, right? Right, right. That's St. Paul and Minneapolis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Sub, was suburbs, suburbs of Minneapolis. Well, that was research Paul. free. It's, yeah, research free. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to dig that up. You just you know, it's just out there. Um, <laughs> so I lived in the Twin Cities, and then my and then I moved down here when I was kindergarten, first grade. Yeah, and I lived in Durham. Yeah. For a stretch. Uh, first grade until about sixth grade-ish. Okay. 
And then I moved back up north, and then I came back down here after school. Nice. So I've been, you know, I've been a, I've been a, I've been a North Carolina sports fan since I was real young, since I can remember. Yeah. Uh, also an admission. Sorry for everybody that listens to this as diehard Pack fans. Yeah, I, 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 I grew up just drawn to North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Why? You know, big basketball fan, Jordan. Right. I, all the prestige of course of course right so now i feel trash even more so we're both trash i'm rem- I, I didn't i knew this about you but i'm being reminded about it again tonight and it just made me feel worse yeah about being on this yeah podcast. yeah and the person that hosts the podcast regarding but yeah. uh at yeah. least we, we're, cut, we're, we're, we're cut from the same cloth but yeah. uh i want to have him on uh he is uh he actually has a great twitter account give him follows and all that fun stuff but uh he, he's got really good opinions and takes on sports and when he and i get together uh, we can just talk about something like we did tonight like the odell beckham trade and we could probably talk about it for 30 minutes and you guys don't want to hear that but he we always kind of vibe very very well when we're talking about things like this so i want to have him on and uh welcome on man i gotta ask you the question that we always start these segments with what you drinking you know i i decided tonight i was gonna go with uh asheville's finest Highland Brewing uh, with the Gaelic Ale, their best beer. Really? Yeah. I I thought I was gonna just get, for no. You thought you were gonna get shit on? Oh, I thought I was gonna get judged hard no. bringing this in here. Give me all right. So there's drinkable craft beer six packs, and that ranks in the top five. And I say drinkable is like I'm not gonna go and buy an IPA that's like nine percent. I'm not gonna go buy this Hefeweizen that I'm just gonna get because I'm in the mood for it. But let me go get a craft six pack that I can take to a party. And just sip on, and I'm yeah, fine. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not, I don't have to drink five IPs by the party. I can just sip on Gaelic's all night and and be completely fine. Between the Gaelic and what was it? The uh, um, Buckshot? No, is it Buck? What was Buckshot it? from Lone Rider? Yeah, yeah. Those are the first the two the two beers I was introduced to when I moved down here in 2011. Okay, so Gaelic goes. I, I've been a fan of Gaelic, a day one Gaelic guy, right? No. Since first day, I was like, oh, all right, cool, all right, all right. I feel less judgy. What, what, what is this in this big ass can? Like, <laughs> I, I was, to, I was shocked by this. Okay, I want you to like literally roast me right now. Hey, about by the way, is this, is this, this is? I know I've listened to the podcast. I just want to make sure, like, PG, PG thirteen. Like, can I let it rip? You know, keep it. Bro, this is R rated. Yeah, all right. Like, make, it, make it make sure. Make R rated, sure. like the R rating in like 2002. The R rating now is like uh, Seth Rogen and he's sticking things in people's things. Okay, and, cool, yeah, cool, not, cool. I got we're you. We're doing all that. We got we got some great listeners out there that that are maybe family. But uh, can you read that? Because I don't even know. I bought this that's, tonight. That's and, definitely uh, not this language. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not English. Yeah, I was hoping to get roasted about this. I wasn't going to roast you about your Gaelic. This is in Estrella. Jalisco or Jalisco or Jalisco. Yeah. Jalisco. The the J is like a or is like a ya. Ha. Oh. It can be ya too. Like okay. ho, like Jose. Well, or so like ya. it's from Guadalajara. Right. Okay. So I guess the J is a ha. Yeah. Um I think Estrella Jalisco says uh I think it's translate to like playful stroller. <laughs> is that Close. That's oh maybe it's a star. Estrella is a star. There's a big star here. Yeah, anyway. make, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah it's uh it contiene 12, 14 
Onyas. That's 24 ounces for you non-Spanish speakers. And why aren't you speaking Spanish? Did you speak Spanish? Or did you get uh, Spanish lessons in high school or something? Uh, yeah, your boy took Spanish at NC State where I went to college. Oh, damn. Never so heard you of were it? like Spanish three in high school and then like you took it as – wow, that's – it's yeah, I, I actually failed it in the fall semester. Had to <laughs> had to retake it in uh, in summer school because uh, summer school is where you take all the classes that you fail in the fall. I did that for calculus as well. You know what my language was that I decided to take in college? Uh, is it physical touch? Close. Sign, oh, that's, sign, that's sign language. You didn't fucking take sign language. I did, bro. I did. No, I did. I was like, I don't want to take Spanish because I hated it in high school. I don't think they had ASL French. classes. ASL, man. I learned to stack. With the best of them. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the opposite of what you need on a podcast. Is I know. Language. I know. I, I, but I just did it to you, and it looked impressive, right? It did, yeah. Was that stacking paper? No, that was like blood stack, bro. That's different. All right. I knew, I know how to do this stuff now. It's cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I'm drinking that, and uh, we'll move on. So, wait. Hold it. Before we move on. Sorry. I don't mean to drag this out, but so what type of beer is it, then? Like, what is this? Is this, uh, is this like a... It's Dos like, Is it like a... Yeah, no, no, no. It's, a, it's definitely a lager. I've never heard of it before, nor had it before, and I tried to bring it on for the pod, and it, it's, a, it's a lager. I would equate it to like a, like the most pissy beer Mexico offers. So, yeah, like a bush light. Below or above Tecate? Uh, a, don't be spurged. Is it be splurt? Oh, I'm just, I, it, I'm, I'm, hey, Tecate's a line for everybody. It could be below or above, no, wherever, tecate, you, wherever you put it, man. Tecate I'm not goes. judging. Mexican beer ranking. Let's go. You ready? Number one, Pacifico. Okay. I can see that. I can I can do that. Number 45, Tecate. Then okay. Modelo. Yeah. And then this bullshit that I'm drinking tonight. Yeah. All right. Well, that's solid. I'm, I'm impressed that you actually grabbed that. I yeah. Would. The uh, I couldn't open it without there was a like a yogurt cap on the top of it that had a big star that looked very similar to that. You missed that part of it when you were over here, but yeah, I had to peel the yogurt cap off. You've had yogurt before, right? Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just. Well, if I see a yogurt cap on a beer can, it's, it's, a, no, <laughs> it's a no go. I'm surprised you picked that. That's good for you, man. That's awesome. Thanks, Shell Station next door. Uh, so we're here to talk about a little bit of NC State. <clears throat> this should be a short, short segment, but uh, we'll see how long this goes. Uh, so you've been watching all season. We haven't had your takes other than your Twitter account that nobody's followed yet, but they will. Was, uh, give me your thoughts. I know I know there's a lot of bubble talk right now, but give me your thoughts and like your overall opinion of, of this year. Being a state fan since, let's just call you a, a, a true one since 2011, me since, honestly, 2002. That's when I started college. So right, right. Full disclosure. Uh, like, where, where are you at for this year, man? Are, are you disappointed? Do you think we could have done more? Do you want to kill yourself when you think about that 24-point Virginia Tech game? Um, where do I start? I'll say this. In years past, I think I've been more, you know, I was excited about this team coming in. The first half of the year, I thought was, you know, I think we were looking at that ranking, and we were kind of riding that ranking a little bit, and we, you know, cost for more excitement. Sure. Um. I didn't tweet about these guys as much this year. And I don't know why that was. Maybe because I didn't want to jinx it and and, and, and watch you know the whole thing crumble. Right. Um, kind of like the way I just don't watch games mostly and check the final score. Well, that, that, that happens too. Uh, you know, 
somehow I can find ways to make an excuse to watch games, especially uh, especially state. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, oh, I, got, <laughs> I got I got I got other stuff to do, but state games on. No, it trumps it. Forget everything else. Um, but uh, where I was going with that is where I was more excited about this team also left me very. I don't know how do you describe it. I guess I was very unsure of what this team would be going in because of the makeup. I sure. think uh, who who was it? Dickie V who called state transfer you uh, earlier this season, and I was like, "Damn, that's kind of a slight." But at the same time, it's like that's kind of how I felt without being able to explain it. Is that like we just had so many different pieces coming from different areas, and I didn't yeah, know how they met. It's a thing where. Godfrey and like the Martin twins stand out to me because of what they became at Nevada. And you know, Nevada's a, a top what 15 team this year, mm-hmm. and they, they've blossomed into players that are you know probably would rank in the top 40 of all college basketball players, or maybe just one of the Martins, sure. But Godfrey had the problem where he started to feel that transfer vibe shake him up, and it was people that like a Kyle Washington that you lose, and 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 talented players that you don't want to see that kind of jump over into the Keats era. And we haven't really seen that other than one player this year. And well, two players with Shasha Killian going pro, but it's just like the influx of inbound transfers is what Keats has been on. And so you've got things where you're like, okay, you're waiting for CJ Bryce to play. He's in for a year or you're waiting for Devin Daniels to get on. And it's just like, there's a lot of hype, like you say, where it's like, man, this roster could be so promising, but with the weights and you know they're having good prices together, is it does will it come together in mold? And can we play these non guys that we're promised to play in a fashion that's going to help us get to better than nine and nine in the ACC? So we had, you know, to start out the year, right? I mean, obviously, just any any big time college program is going to start out with you know a handful of garbage games and and, sure. and so you don't you don't really get a litmus test as to what this team would be now the first thing takeaway i thought in the beginning of the year is like wow if this is going to be our rotation throughout the whole year we got a problem because we're playing like 11 guys yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah. um you mentioned and we've hit, we've hit that on the podcast before is like when is the rotation going to be shortened and yeah it really still hasn't other than blake harris not getting many well minutes at i know all. It, i would it, it i would argue i would argue it has yeah. i think i think i think keats says it's matchup based, and no matter what, I'm playing nine to ten guys. And I thought we'd grow out of that. Personally, I thought the first half of the season was going to be. I'm like, I like what I'm seeing from this team, but I don't know what to expect from game to game because I don't know, like rotation wise, what he's really leaning towards. Yeah, I feel like it was more of like Kevin Keats has got. Did you have GI Joes when you were growing up? Or you're yeah. Not yeah, yeah, no, it was more yeah. of like he got this group of like 12 GI Joes is like, man, it's cool to put them in these squads, but what if I did this? And then you have fun doing it the whole way because you're playing, as we'll talk about the last ring <laughs> straight to schedule in the entire division one, but it's easy to tinker around with your GI Joes or your basketball players when right. you can win these games and you're scoring a hundred points. So that leads into like okay, so like a guy like okay Ian Steer. I don't know how much he would have played throughout right. the year, but like right. he left after game one. Right, right. Um, were we counting on uh, who's that? Sid Sadiq Bay. Were we counting on him to be a rotational piece? I'm not sure. Like I don't know what he was supposed to be. Yeah, I, I don't think he was. A, I don't think he was in the plans to be like a snake eyes in the GI Joe realm. Right, but. right. 
he he could have been you know like a roadblock or whatever that guy's name was. So yeah. so um and then obviously we had what happened in the middle of the year with with Eric Lockett. We'll go we'll go there in a second. But yeah, or I guess a, I guess a like injury that it completely changes your lineups. Yeah. So I'm like you know first half of the year everything's great, and and my maybe next question mark was okay when are we gonna cut down the rotation. What are we going to start figuring out? Who's really good? Sure, and you and I've had plenty of text conversations about that. And and like one of the guys in the early part of the season that I thought stood out to me, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but like early on to me in, in certain games, he looked like T.J. Warren two point was uh, you know Devin Daniels. Yeah, the I, guy that that we've talked about this before, but the guy that will frustrate you more than any player on the roster, but also the guy that works harder. And make plays that yeah. no one else on the entire court can make. Right, right, and and that's why he plays so much. Uh, I was at the Wake Forest, the last Wake Forest game at home, and he played damn near the whole second half. I thought. Yeah. And I don't know. I can criticize the guy all game, um, but at the same time, I do see the effort he puts forth. I'm not saying he's like. I don't know. I'm not saying he's great in any specific area, but he's not bad in any specific area. I think he's still trying to figure out his game too. He works hard. But nonetheless, regardless, regarding he does. <laughs> so nonetheless, we oh, we're gonna go the gritty we're route. We're going dude. gritty route, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Like, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick Beverly's gritty. Uh, Devin Daniels is just like I don't know what the hell I call that guy. He's just like, <laughs> it's like he's just all over the place for me. He's all over the place. He is. Good and bad. He's Good gonna answer. have two bad turnovers, but he's gonna turn around by hitting two threes in a row. Right. And it's like, right, well, right. did you make up for it? So outside of the you know the Wisconsin game was a hard fought game, um, and then outside of that, I'm like, yo, we're riding this ranking. We're looking really good. Yeah. I think that I thought the depth outside of like the questions about the rotation. I thought I said one of the biggest takeaways in the first half of the year was we got depth. You know, if if we have one, if we have <laughs> one guy right, if we have one guy go down, we have a replacement level player uh, that can that can that can take on the load easily. Right, 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 right. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really notice the glaring big man uh, need that we had until the, really the second half of the year, and that's when we started getting exposed in the ACC yeah. play. Exposed when you got a uh, when we got ACC play. The now don't get me wrong, our offensive rebounding, rebounding was still there. Uh, we had a couple off games, Carolina to be one, or actually the Carolina to be two, where we're getting dogged offensive boards. But right. but other than that. It, it's it's more of the lack of bigs is, is a true inside presence that's just a defensive stopper. Throw out rebounding yep. and the fact that we don't have a rim protector, if Wyatt Walker's in the game, he we've said this before, he he just he plays defense with his hands up like he's got a cop with a gun on him. Yeah, right. And DJ Fomerick's gonna try on defense, but he's gonna get you five dumb fouls a game that he he scratches his head at. He's the only one that we've seen all year. It's like every foul that he gets is either blatant or is just mind blowing because right. you don't understand how he got called on him. He's trying, yeah, right. But I like him way better on the defensive or the offensive end. I'm sorry, than he is on the defensive. Yeah, that's end, so. that's where I, that's where I think he shines too. Um, but the rim protector is what we missed. Well, and and then on top of that too, somebody that can just scare you to go inside. Rotational depth, right? Yeah. There's the whole, you know, and I get like there is some flexibility in having. You know, smaller lineups in the game, but like you know, when you go up against these juggernauts like Carolina and Virginia and Virginia Tech, like 
they find ways to expose those things that we don't have. Yeah. And and I think, and I don't know, like, again, like, I looked at, uh, you know, I, I talked about Manny Bates earlier, right? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know if the plan early on was to have him or not. Uh, if From my recollection, I thought they thought he was going to play, and then they decided that's, to redshirt him, right? Yeah, that's all I thought. So I think they plan on having more bigs, and then when Steele left, they were like, oh, well, sweet, now we have two guys. So they made it, they've, they've made it work. Again, so the first half of the year, very intrigued, but still very – I wasn't sure what we had. Sure. And then the Carolina game came, and we fought hard. I thought, mm-hmm. I thought, dude, if we can play like that against everybody – Oh, we're definitely riding this ranking into the rest of the year. There's no reason why we shouldn't. I got a spoiler for you. We didn't. Mm, uh, that's that's an understatement. <laughs> and then, and that's then that's that that Carolina game is where the wheels kind of fell off for me, right? Because then we were close at Pitt, mm-hmm. and then Notre Dame. I didn't think we should have won that game, and we did. Oh, we shouldn't have won a game at all. And then UV or uh, not UVA, um, uh, Louisville. Is it Louisville or Louisville? Because I pronounced. Both ways in the South, and, and I have a different way of pronouncing it. Every if time. you're in Louisville, it's Louisville. I say Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> you can't, you can't Lu- do that. Louisville. Louisville. Oh, I pronounced Louisville the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the right way. <sighs> that's how the locals say it. That's messed up, man. But that's, for me, that's, that's where the training wheels fall off was after the Carolina game. And I yeah. don't know, it wasn't like a confidence thing, I don't think. It's just like, now, so we that that first the kick off the ACC schedule going into winning in Miami was big. I didn't expect that at all. Miami is a team that we had problems with their little speedy point guard. Yeah, the whole yeah, game yeah, sure. And, and pulled that out, and then you know they Carolina comes to town, win by eight, and you know we fought hard as hell, and we get the win at Pittsburgh at home. That was nice, and then it falls off, and we go to wait. That wake loss happens, and that in the Georgia Tech game, if we're looking back on the season, there's no other game that... Let's not even talk about the Georgia Tech game. Oh, there's no other game. The Virginia game at home, the, the Virginia Tech game is one we should never mention ever again when we scored 24 points. I was in attendance. But the Virginia Anomaly. game... Anomaly. It's like, it's, that's, that one's left my brain already. Yeah, don't ever put that back in your brain. The Virginia game is the one that... I think if we had won that game, this bubble conversation that we're part of right now would be zero problem. We took an overtime, had a huge comeback in that game from a, a team that you don't make comebacks on, mm-hmm. and just had an awful overtime. And period. of course, like, I, that was that was the game I was on. I was on vacation that game, but I was getting updates on my phone, and I couldn't. Oh, believe. so you're living the Will Leggett life? No, no, I was I was I was living your life. Yeah, yeah, and. and uh, I promised myself I wouldn't have you know any updates on my phone, but I'm like, no, this is a big game, and I'm I'm convinced. I know you guys said, no jinxes. You guys, you guys said we had to have one of those two games. We did. We we felt like we had to have one of those two of games. Of course. And your boy said, Kent, did, shouts did, to Kent. Kent, hey, yeah, thanks for letting me take your spot tonight. But um, <laughs> he said that he felt more confident up against Virginia, right? He did. Yeah. He okay. Did. So and I thought that was really interesting, and I and I you know I'm listening to it, and I go. Uh, I mean, I can see his points, but I'm not sure. Truth be told, we we gave him a hell of a run, and yeah, we we ended up, you know, kind of blowing it there at the end. But and then Virginia Tech were literally standing at the bottom of a lake, and we're trying to hit water, 
and that, nothing's happening. That game was, I couldn't believe what I was watching. That was, yeah, we can't even, again, I've, I've forgotten Just about that game. Just delete that, delete that from your Delete, delete. But delete, then, delete, delete. But overall, but, uh, we're here, and the reason we wanted to kind of build up on this is that we want to talk about a little bit of the bubble. I want to get Brandon's perspective as far as, like, He's an NC State fan, but he's also logical. Uh, Kent and I are. Uh, I'm little... gonna I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys, right? Yeah, Is that a Drake? Is that a Drake bit? I'm, you can call it a Drake bit. I'm just trying to keep up with the kids, man. I'm not I know. a kid Dude, anymore. Dude, it's so tough. It's so tough to keep up with kids. I don't man. feel like I've aged. Nah. But when I say, say stuff like I, when I say I stuff you, like that, can I ask you a question? Do you say lit? Kind of when I'm joking. Like I don't. Okay, say so like, you like you like ironically say lit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 No. Like I wouldn't describe anything as lit in my life. Or... But if it was ironic, you'd be like, "Yeah, this is lit." But you kind of say it with a smile. Absolutely. Okay. Laughing, joking. There's no other way I'd okay. say lit without kicking my own ass. I'll, I think. I'll only ask you that because you're saying you're trying to feel young. No, I, I I'm gonna keep it 100 with you guys in my perspective of <clears throat> what w- w- the bubble. I mean. Yeah. So I I I, I want to get your perspective. We were talking a little bit before the podcast, and it's just more of like. You see it from our side. Yeah. and But you also see it from a little bit of research you've done just as an avid Twitter user and an outsider. So, like, no, why, do I feel, why do I feel that Clemson tomorrow, which is, you know, 12 hours from now, 13 hours from now, yeah. is a win-and-you're-in scenario? Is there any scenario that you could see – that backfiring. So if we win tomorrow, are we not in? Dead air. Um, I don't know. Again, it's a Q one. It's a Q one win. <clears throat> it's a Q one win, which we need, uh, and I think it would be a booster to the resume. We we're at the point where okay, Lenardi, the the bracketology god, is saying that both. State and Clemson are last four in. Now, that tells me, without doing any other analysis, that winner of that game <laughs> should be making the tournament, right? You're and, a smart and, the, guy. and the loser smart probably guy. won't make it. Right. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I'm almost on the fence of saying and believing that one win might not be enough. So to answer your question, yeah, I I do think that, or no, I don't think that this win would be a precursor to get into the tournament exactly. I think we'd have to have a little bit of, you know, crazy stuff happen that that goes our way. So who do you think, this is a good segment, who do you think is more deserving of a spot compared to us, let's just say they win their first conference tourney game? Is it if, if Clemson is it is it okay? Let's well. And so, in your opinion, we lose tomorrow, we're out. No, 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 no. I'm just not. I'm not saying like. I'm not saying we're necessarily in. So like, so like when I look at, Clemson, I would heavily disagree with that. I say we win tomorrow, we're in. Okay. And if Keats doesn't coach to that, we got problems. Yeah. No. I. I if they don't I, come out with all the intensity tomorrow. It, it, it's a huge problem. And that's how Keats should be treating this whole game. Is that guys, we win, and this is our destiny. Like we we will be in, yeah, and that's the confidence they should be having. That's the players' confidence. Play the that they should Jimmy be. V speech six times on repeat, 
before the game. Do you think? Do you that's think me as a coach? I don't know though. So when when I'm just farming Jimmy V stuff when I'm an NC State do you head think, coach, so I'm just like, oh, you guys want to watch another Jimmy V speech? Because my shit's not inspirational. Do you think when they hear the Jimmy V speech, like now that these kids are so young, I know what do they what do they think about? Like, I know. Like, so that's my thing. Is that uh, a way long episodes ago we talked about the Matt Brown hire uh-huh. at, at Carolina, and you may have listened to the episode. You maybe haven't. Hopefully, you have because I think you're a day one. <clears throat> is that like? These kids don't know who Mac Brown is. So, like, Jimmy mm-hmm. V to them was like, yeah, I mean, I know, that, I know that speech where, you know, don't give up, don't ever give up. But it's like, does he, do they have that, like, intrinsic drive from watching that video? Right. But anybody with a soul or a heartbeat should have that, no matter what. I think, to, 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 kind, of, to kind of make my point here about why I don't think we're going to necessarily be considered in is how the committee I feel like the last couple years has really dinged non-conference strength of schedule when it comes down to it they really weigh that outside of really any of the other stupid numbers and rankings they have and so here and here's my here's my bit and this may not even be included on our next episode but this can be included now one thing I loved about Mark Gottfried, other than the fact that he slept with co-eds. Awesome. <laughs> is that that dude scheduled a non-conference slate to just play up for the RPI. Yeah, right. There's two years that we got on the tournament that we were bubble teams that I was, you're watching Selection Sunday like I'm watching this year. It's like, I'm watching so tightly that I've got the remote. In my hands, I'm clenching that, like, are we going to get in? Are we not? Yep. Just because, but the only reason we got in is because he, this dude scheduled so hard in yep. non-conference. And maybe we took L's. That's fine. Yep. But the fact that the strengths of schedule non-conference-wise was, you know, 50, 40, 30, whatever it was. I didn't do any research. But that guy, that guy worked at ESPN for a couple of years. So, he realized what matters to get in the tournament. And Keats... Does not realize that, but maybe he knew what net was because net our net rating is great. There, I I gotta I, I like Keats so much. I have to I have to believe there's a reasoning as to why he scheduled the way he did, or why why they now granted I'm sure like is is Keats the guy like requesting in the room like we play this schedule this schedule. No, I mean that's why you know the athletic directors are there and all right, the people right. That's why they but, exist. But but. Considering the stance that this program is in, right, the the transfer to Keats, the, all the excitement, right? Why are we Why are we taking chances with a soft schedule? Like, who's in the room sitting there going to thinking that's a good idea? I don't know. And this is all hindsight thinking, right? But I don't know. Um, I, I I don't know. I see where you're coming from. I just we we have to we have to approach this game as yes, we win and we're in from a player's perspective. But from if I'm a coach, if I'm Keats, I I'm thinking we gotta win, we gotta win Clemson, and then we have to make the unbelievably like best best game of our season, win or loss against Virginia. Game. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree with that they can't win Clemson and just go out there and like, oh uh, yeah, we're good. What's it, eighty to seventeen against Virginia? No, I I completely understand. I uh, my thing is it's like. I'm on SB Nation's Clemson website, which is called Shaking the Southland. I don't oh. know what that means, but <laughs> fuck Clemson. Yeah. Uh, 
They, they do things different down there anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. A win and the Tigers are in is the headline. So tomorrow, Wednesday at 12 p.m. Um, you know, they're basically saying the sense of uh, how I'm feeling at least is that they win and they're good. Okay. Um, but, but, but pause, pause, right? Okay, before we get into... I don't know where you're going to go with that, but I was going think, think about think about why they would think that, right? Like, look at look at what, look at where you know a handful of their games that they lost this year were by a bucket. No, Clemson could Clemson sh- honestly should be a lock for the should they, right should now. They, should they be in this position to be? Braxton a misses at three. They lost to. It was either. Miami, Georgia Tech, I should have researched this, but they've had about – it was typical Clemson basketball, actually. They're the worst crunch time team right. on these last-second possessions or leading with a minute or two minutes to go. They're terrible well, at that. that I think Brad Brownell, I think, honestly, is a great coach. I will never disper- – like, like Brad Brownell, I think, does this thing, but – his late game coaching or his or his players' late game performance. Oh, dude, his clutch rating. His, like, if he had a clutch rating in Madden, it'd be like freaking like. 10. Is it? Can you go to negative clutch rating? Uh, in dude, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah. He yeah. But um, uh, go ahead. I know it's gonna. I'm just gonna put in there too. Like, not only did they have, I, I mean, I don't know, they had what double digit losses again. Like, I'd say probably half of those were by maybe a a, a bucket, one position. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then they had. Close games against Creighton and Nebraska. Yeah, you know uh, those are non-conference losses that were very close. So me, their resume looks a hell of a lot better than than ours does in my opinion. So their winning in scenario makes a lot more sense to me than State's winning in resume. I get you know it, saying? but I don't think I don't think the committee that's we talked about this earlier. I don't think the committee is going to look on on that piece of it. But I will show you this stat. Is that uh, on this same article and shouts to Shaking the Southland? I might at you on our podcast, but um, they were one in five in games that were decided by two points or less. That's that's right, bro. That's that is literally just turned that into three and three. They're they look at our game tomorrow like it doesn't mean shit. They're really they're good in the tournament. Really good at shit, and they would also be the eight seed, but in, in, in yeah, event, or the nine seed. We're the eight, Clemson. Get off. Yeah. But um, as far as tomorrow, Ken Palm says Tigers 71 to 70. So that's that's a coin flip as far as. All, all the, uh, I'm putting in air quotes here, all the experts are saying this is, this is going to be the most intriguing matchup potentially of the tournament. Yeah. And I get of why. Of any conference tournament. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I see why. I think, I think, uh, I think, you know, we've seen. The matchups, right? We've seen the games. They, 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 they know how to scheme for each other. Uh, outside of Clemson uh, learning how to really shit the bet against us. Uh, and you remember they did. Uh, it was either, was it last year when they missed those free throws to lose? Yeah, the yeah, okay. yeah. You remember? No, that. I remember that. Yeah, and and yeah. This is this is this is. I th- well, I think the. I think that ranks above Braxton hitting that three this year. Like Braxton hitting that three was sweet, but like. You missing but two it was, free throws to lose the game. I know, but even then, like the events leading up to Braxton hitting the three, like I think with like what fifty seconds left, I saw like ESPN's percentage oh, the win. win. Pro- win it was like ninety nine point yeah, yeah, yeah. eight. Yeah. So I mean, like they do it in great fashion. It's 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 great TV. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Alright, we're done talking about that. Yeah, fuck fucking. We're getting to a fuck six Clemson. We're getting to a six pack. So Yeah, bro. We're doing a six pack. Uh I don't know if you've heard, but uh Uncle Jesse's wife, Aunt Becky, got hemmed up today. Did you hear about that? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> You have no idea what this is about. No, I do know what this is about. I just didn't hear that news. Oh, okay. So when you say Uncle Jesse, I mean I know I know what you're referencing. Yeah. Just, so Aunt Becky, yeah, Jesse's hot wife. Yeah. We can all agree with that. Yeah, very. Um. Okay. Side note: She married not Uncle Jesse. They you knew they weren't married in real life, right? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I think. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna say it. Sometimes when I was a kid, I was like, "Oh, maybe they're married in real life." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. So, uh, she ended up marrying this dude like Jack Jacqueline Jacqueline Massimo, and it's the dude that literally created Massimo. Did you have any Massimo clothing when you were young? Shut up. Seriously? Yeah, this dude's worth like 500 mil. Off the Target brand. Or like five fifty mil, dude. Before it was Target brand, you didn't have Massimo. Like that was the shit you should go buy in like surf shops. It's no, like, I yeah, bought, get some I bought Massimo. No, shirts. no, I bought Massimo at Target. That's the only reason I knew about it. I grew up okay, so like I'm from Minnesota, but I grew up in my teen years in Western Wisconsin. Yeah, I didn't have surf shops, bro. That's true. You can't surf I'm from on the, the Great snow. Lakes. Yeah, I'm from the snow. I'm so snow climate, man. I don't even know what surf shops are. I got skate shops, but not surf yeah. Shops. Well, it's skate shops too. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't mean it just surf shops. Surf and skate, you find all the same got shit. Okay. Okay. Shops, okay. okay. So at skate shops. Oh, like, I didn't know. I go to a skate shop. Down. Was like, yeah, I don't know that Massimo shit. It's like you get a Massimo shirt, you were on point in like elementary slash middle school for me, but I'm old. But uh, anyway, this dude created that brand, and I think he really blew up when he sold it to Target because I have a couple of his shirts, maybe, which I'm, nope, I'm not wearing now. But Side note, I don't know if I can find any more Massimo stuff in Target. Are, are they out no, of Target? The, yeah, no, no, no. They moved on. It's uh, it's another brand because I buy their plain tees, and it's like uh, it's some like urban tradition or some shit. I don't know what it's called. Interesting. But it doesn't matter. It was, it was Massimo. That was a good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Uncle Jesse. They paid, there was a huge, huge finding and a huge investigation where Lori Laughlin, who is uncle, or uh, uncle, yeah, Aunt Rebecca, paid 500 grand, like literally a half a million dollars, to get her two daughters into USC as crew recruits, so... You can be on the crew team as a recruit. So they paid off the athletic department that to get their daughters into USC because it's easier to get with their daughters, I guess, shitty grades into USC because you're part of the crew team. But they were never part of the crew team. I was going to make a Dennis Smith Jr. parallel, but if they were never part of the crew team, that's like... No, they were never part of the crew team. That's wild. They just wanted to get them to USC. So they just found a way because they're going to be athletes, they could accept lower scores because obviously that happens all the time. Also, yep. But they were never. That just sounds really dumb. Yeah, well, it's it's a thing where it's like the outcry on Twitter is that like, oh, you're taking other kids' spots that are deserving of that. Oh, right? 
Oh, and I fucking on. hate that outcry. Oh, can you God. give me your can you reaction to that outcry? I don't want to hear it, man. I, I, I you know, you're taking other kids' spots. Are going to be there. if the kid if the school wants you? It's unless the school is maxed out for room, like which and, never and happens, USC isn't. They will find a way to put you in that school if. And get your tuition. Right. Yeah. Right. They're going to find a way to get your money. <laughs> They're never going to turn away somebody that's going to want to pay money that can actually meet the qualifications. Right. So that's really dumb. So yeah, that was a whole Twitter outcry. But um, Hilarious. it made me think about a six pack. So this is one of our best segments. One of our only segments. Yeah. <sighs> uh, a six pack. So this six pack, I want to ask you about is that like what are your three favorite because all right aunt becky is on full house everyone should know that if you're not listening if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know that go watch full house not fuller house on netflix but just find full house episodes because fuller house is trash i've never watched it but i never will because it doesn't have the olsen twins hey side note i wasn't really a big full house fan though i was but that's embarrassing yeah (laughs) the uh so I wanted to do like our top three '90s TV shows. Uh, Brandon is four years younger than me. I grew up in, in my opinion, peak TV in the '90s. Uh, you guys will never know this if you didn't grow up from like '91 to '97. But uh, let's go through our favorite '90s TV shows, and I'll start with you, man. Oh my gosh, pressure's on. Um, first one that came to mind without even thinking about it. Uh, You're about to say Family Matters, you bitch. No, no, no. I, that's actually not even. That's not even in my top five. It shouldn't be. Go no, ahead. no, that's definitely not. Uh, Fresh Prince. Hell yes, bro. I mean, like I Hell learned yes. so much about life through Fresh Prince <laughs> yes. and Will Smith. Yeah. I mean, like that for me, like epitome of '90s TV. Did uh, you? Side question: Did you have a problem when they changed Aunt Viv's? confused the shit out of me for years <laughs> for years i was like wait what happened what happened to the aunt viv yeah so there was like a spicy really dark skin aunt yeah. viv and she was like bitchy but funny it's like I, I would like rock with her and then there was like the light skin aunt viv it was just like very boring and like i wasn't a, I, I was a second aunt viv fan. no no i didn't vibe with that either and again for for the longest time i could not figure out why they did that like i didn't understand like you know like you know I don't know why she left. It was a money thing or whatever. But yeah, I never all we, those we things should, I would have thought of now. I, I never. I was. Who's like, your favorite character on that show? Uh, besides Will Smith. No, no, I was about to say Will Will was up there. Uh, uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff, man. Who just got thrown out of the house? Every the time he got thrown out, I was giggling. I was on the floor laughing. He was he was my dude, Carlton. Obviously, you know Carlton Rock, man. Like everybody, everybody makes fun of Carlton Dance of being a nerd, but. He was actually, if you watch the entire series, he was actually a very good character. Like, yeah. there was times, there was that one episode where they they had like, uh, there was some kind of racial episode they had that he was like, he got really upset about, but Will didn't get upset about it, and because I think he had mixed parents or something like that or some yeah anyway, right yeah. So that was a good one. Like Carlton was a good character, but uh, my number one, you know, your boys watching Boy Meets World. And see, I'm glad I didn't put that in my list because they were like on the outskirts. I 
I think you were too young to get into it. And that's what I was thinking. I said, I, I watched it a lot, but I never like gravitated towards it. Like I've watched, I remember like racing home and like, that would be like the first thing on. Right. After at like four o'clock. Yeah. 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 Um, or yeah. Or maybe it was after homework time, but I remember I'd be racing home after the school bus, get my homework done and then turn on the TV and that's what it'd be on. Uh, Topanga was probably one of my first crushes that I had in my entire life. Like I, that's when I discovered that I had loins. I, I was gonna say she was. Uh, she was definitely when I started learning about the spank bank. She was definitely up there in my in my top five spank. <laughs> Did bank. you just say spank? Yeah, okay. she's in my she's in my spank bank category for sure. Okay. Uh, shout that, out to Topanga. Shout out to Topanga. I know you're listening to this, but uh, no, but that that show went hard. I, we're gonna expand upon these other ones. I don't care. We're, we're just gonna make this an episode. But um, there's so many layers to that show, like. Um, Corey's best friend, Sean, like him coming from like a homeless background and shit and like his whole ride. And then like they went up into the college years, like say by the bell and like, it was, it was like a 12 season run that you had to enjoy. It was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I enjoy the ride. I just, again, yeah, maybe I came in at the wrong time. Maybe I was the wrong age for it. Um, but yeah, I felt just outside of my top five, man. I'm, I'm glad you brought it up, though, because I felt bad leaving him out. I really did. What's your second? Oh, are we are, are we including, can we include, like, Saturday morning cartoons as TV shows? Like, absolutely. Okay, because, like... I, for I'm like, not going to get with this, but I already know you're going to. Go ahead. Uh, it was a toss-up between... Well, no, I'm not even going to do the toss-up. Bat, toss Bat, Batman, the animated series. Never seen an episode, but that's fine. you you got to be kidding me, right? No. Batman the animated series? Batman, Saturday morning cartoons, nah. Batman? You're nah. kidding, right? Nah. You're too you're too old. Okay, you're, what you're about what about what about X Men? That was always that was always in my Yeah, I rocked X Men on Fox. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I learned, you know, historically, right? Like I could match the details from the shows to the comic books. If I ever went to a bookstore and I read through a comic book, were you, like, a, oh, comic, yeah. were you a comic guy? No, not really. Yeah. No, I never got into comics. But when I you know for occasionally you know my mom would drag me into bookstores right and then i'd go to where like I'm, man i can't read i'm like it's either yeah no it's either it's either sports looking at jordan posters or <laughs> it was it was like i go to the comic section like you know star wars batman x-men any of the marvel stuff and i go oh yeah i already know about this because i've already seen it right did, there's did you uh, when you were in like your elementary school years did you have book fairs yeah dude the book fairs were lit and this is me not saying ironically. Oh my gosh, I was about to say, hold it, hold it, hold it. We got we gotta stop the breaks here, man. <laughs> the book the book fairs were fucking lit. Like that was they were lit. That was I one of lit. the highlights of my entire year. Mom, give me fifteen bucks. I need the, I need the Jordan books, and I need like any sports books and bookmarks. Oh, those bookmarks at the book fair? Yeah, man. We're on fire. Yeah, man. In frego. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. So, yeah, no doubt. I miss those book fairs. No man. doubt. No doubt. Uh, my second one, you might even know this. Are you afraid of the dark? Really? That's number two? Bitch, did you ever watch it? Yeah. I thought it was fucking corny as shit. Bitch, how old were you? I was older than you when I was watching it. I thought it was dope. Yeah, but do you like scary stuff? Yeah, I'm a horror boy. Oh, see, I'm not. Ah, uh, okay. 
But it was corny as shit anyways. Nah, it's you like, yeah, it's kinda kinda dumb, but it's kinda kinda scared me because I'm a bitch, so I don't know. Like Alright, so there's an episode, like the literally the first episode ever, where it was like they found this like monkey's claw or some shit, and it was like three wishes. And like one of the wishes is like, hey, I wish I could beat this guy in a race, and then all of a sudden this fucking wolf came out of nowhere and bit this dude in like this track race that this kid had found. Bit this dude and he won. And he's like, hey, I wish my grandpa was here. And his grandpa drove up at night in his old car. And his grandpa was dead. Everybody's going to not like this shit. But I was about to say, you ever seen? I think, I think, I'm, I think everybody else that listen to this is going to be like, yeah, well, what the fuck are you talking about? Bro? Nah, y'all need to see it. Are you afraid of the dark? They're actually having a remake of it in late 2019. But it's not going to be all the episodes. But if you can go on YouTube... Watch Are You Afraid of the Dark. It's one of the best 90s shows of all time. I'm just going to tell you guys. It's trash, but... <laughs> I'm just trying to save what's you your, guys. I'm trying to save you guys. Just no. Pain, pain. What's your number two? Um, Actually, this would be my number three. I, I mentioned Batman just because, you know. But okay, that. but okay, 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 fine, fine. How about, uh, how about Home Improvement? You would be a Tim Allen boy. I like Tim Allen. I like Tim Allen. Uh, I, I've, when I was younger... Oh I had a, I had God. I had a girl who I thought was very attractive. She was like five years older than me. You thought she, she was Jill? She used to babysit me, and she said, "You look like Jonathan Taylor Thomas." Bitch, from, you don't look like JTT. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that I do now. You don't look like but JTT. I did, and I took that nah. as a compliment. And I'm if like, you yo, I got swag like JTT. Nah, you don't. You also don't have swag like JTT. Oh, I did though. Bro, you got Zach Thompson swag. That's fucked up. You got fucking Mark swag, actually, bitch. Wow. No, but when I heard when I heard JTT, I was like, "Y'all remember when Mark went to like that gothic stage?" That was weird. That was really weird. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I love you, man, but you don't got that JTT swag. You got you got ZT swag. That's that Zach Thompson. But that dude, that dude carried himself. I guess you could. I don't know if I'm trying to take that as a compliment, but I no, that's a compliment. A, I thought I was a bitch though you, too. You gotta understand, ZT didn't get on like Team Beat covers like. JTT did like. right, but when I was a kid, I had I had the straight hair kind of like to the side, you know. I kind of I kind of had a smile <sighs> to me. I was I don't know, man. Like when I heard it and I saw it, I mentioned it to my mom. My mom was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah!" And I was like, "Yeah, totally." My mom thinks it. I'm in. My mom would tell me anything I wanted to fucking hear, though. So, but I get it. Yeah, I guess. All right, I'm gonna call you JTT from now on. Okay, cool, cool. You know, Tina Allen's like a big ass snitch, right? What do you mean? You don't know the Tim Allen story? Uh, no, I don't think so. Tim Allen used to smell, used to sell, wow, smell? He probably smelled it too. He used to like sell coke. Oh, he got, he got big time, but I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And he snitched out like three or four dudes and that's why he's still a movie star. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, Here's my thing in my life, man. This is probably not a take that I was ready for, but at my age, I'm 34, 35 in July, I'm ready to snitch out somebody at that point just to clear myself. Like, I know the whole cool thing is, like, snitches get stitches and all that. But it's like, let me just give up somebody higher than me and I'll just walk. Is that bad? No, I think that's called self-preservation, brother. All that's right, like, cool. that's so, like, so I don't think there should be any hate at Tim Allen. Like, No, Tim Allen was boys with these guys. Like, Well, he was. But he's still doing Fuck him, though. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, if, it's, <laughs> if I'm going to jail, I'm going to get my ass raped. I'm not. I'm not taking that. No, nah. I'm not taking that. Nah. So I'm snitching out my boys. Yeah, yeah. I'm saving Fucking my bacon. Snitch, man. Yeah, we're a, actually. You know what? I'm about to proclaim this shit. We're a pro snitching podcast. 
Yo, if you if you tell me a secret, don't tell me don't, secret. Don't 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 get caught for something stupid that you tell me a secret about. Nah. Because if I get asked about it, don't, don't I I don't know I, I don't know if I can cover for you, bro. I'm about to tell I can't because I gotta say, look, my man, own I'm gonna be in the interrogation room. I'll be like, look, man, if y'all want to give me like a ten piece from McDonald's, I'll probably talk to you. <laughs> And they're going to throw me a 10-piece and, like, I didn't even ask for that large fry. But they throw me that large fry. It's like, shit, y'all brought ranch too? All right, here's what he did, man. Here's his number. What a crook. That's good, man. Yeah, pro snitch environment. Hey, man, you know, again, at this age, you know, I'm not as young and agile as I used to be. So Dude, if I was 18, I wouldn't snitch, but fuck it. I'm, yeah, I'm not I'm hard snitch. anymore, man. I'm just, I'm a smart now. Uh, can I throw out my next one? No worries, your turn. Number three for oh, me. God. It's a cartoon. I know it's a cartoon. Uh, it's it's between a cartoon and a real show, and this is what I was talking about earlier about you know black comedy. And for some reason, I was always lured to him when I was a kid. You're about to so throw out Malcolm in the Middle. That's not a '90s. No, show. no. Mar- right. Martin. Oh, see, I've never seen a Martin episode in my entire life. Oh, word. That's oh, the, why do you gotta say oh word on me right only, now? That's the only reason. Why do you gotta why say oh word? I on knew me? anything about Martin Lawrence. And you know, you know, when you hear Martin and Gina references and rap songs. No, I know Martin and Gina. I get that. Yeah, but 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 you don't appreciate it when you hear it. No, I don't. (sighs) See, I'm not gonna go deep in details like you do. I know about Angry Black Man from Martin. Yeah. You know him? Yeah. When they're like during the DMV or some shit. Yeah, that's like a classic. That's a classic scene. That's the only one I know. Uh, Well, I learned a lot about myself through Martin too. Kanye told me about Mark, like Martin with no Gina. And then something, something with FEMA, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Bush with no FEMA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Word. Yeah. Word. Uh, word. word. I'm talking about Martin. Yeah. Um, shit, man. I'm going to throw out a two. And you got another one? Who cares, man? We're, we're going to put this out as an episode. It's not a segment. Uh, salute your shorts. If you don't remember, we're going to move on. No, I do remember, and I, I just, I want to be able to be like, bro, I'm down with that stuff, but like, I feel like we were just, we were in different places. We, we were, were, man. And, and salute your shorts, was that, that was Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. How about Hey Dude? Yeah, man. It's a little wild and yep. a little strange. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I was down with that. I don't know, rain. Yeah, for some reason, I was down with that. Okay. Salute your shorts was just kind of, I don't know, man. Ugh? No. I don't know how to describe it. Again, just didn't vibe with it, bro. Well, step by step. Step by step. step. Day uh, by nope. No, I no, I just I don't, yeah I I couldn't sing it refer if I have the melody in my head. Oh, how about Doug? Doug went in, man. All right, tell me about uh, Doug. Doug, we went can vibe on Doug then. Um, that, did you like that, Skeeter? That was, that was yeah, Skeeter. You're a Skeeter boy. Skeeter boy for for his character, and then Skeeter just because the nickname the nickname Skeeter or the bro, he Skeeter, was blue and he, he had those blue dope threads. Yeah, man, and he skateboarded everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and that was another reason why I liked him. I was like, yo, man, he just he does his own thing. He's got his own identity. His name's Skeeter. Never heard that name before. He's yeah. blue, and he didn't vibe with anybody else. Like he wasn't with the squad. He was just like, yeah, Doug, like you're my boy, right? But Doug's rocking the green. Kent actually, the shop is Kent. Kent had a Doug costume for Halloween one year. Green vest, white tee, khaki shorts. I think he had red chucks. Did Doug have red chucks? I, like I can't remember. Like now I'm now I'm blanking. I want to say he had red chucks, but they could have been. But it's easy to say they're not. I haven't seen an episode of Doug maybe in like 15 years, man. Yeah, that's yeah, same. But uh, Doug went hard. Doug went hard. I he I he was somebody I appreciate. Doug was kind of weird. He was. 
I think the show's kind of weird in general, but I, I again that so Doug couldn't Doug couldn't work today. No, no one's no one's gonna no, laugh at that. No, people would be like, "This is done." Yeah, this, this is, is corny. Yeah, no. But back in then, he had the he had the huge nose, yep. and people. There was a whole episode where he got his nose hit, and he got like a big red spot on it. Like it's just like, uh, remember they had like the banging on the trash can? Yeah, yeah. Band. Yeah. And you're bringing it, you're bringing it back. Okay. That that's that's stuff I forgot. That Drumming was on a street light. Know. He had uh, the dog. I can't remember his dog, but his dog was a huge part of it. So, but yeah, that was my that was my big ones. Uh, Did you like Beavis and Butthead? Beavis and Butthead. Uh, um, I feel like it was too old for me. Like uh, I got like uh, I got kind of like. So here's a good Beavis and Butthead story. So I really wanted to be into it, but I didn't get like the whole concept. But then I bought the computer game. So there's a computer. <laughs> There's, wow. there's a computer game. We're talking about like a Windows PC game of, of Beavis and Butthead where you're like really obscure graphics and but you're walking around and you're doing dumb shit and you're farting. There's like a fart button and probably like a cuss button or some shit like that. And then I was playing one day, like I bought it under my parents' noses and I, and I was playing on like the family computer because this is how old I am because we only have one computer in the so house. So did we. It was in my room. Mistake. Wow. Yeah. That is, <laughs> that's a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Ours was in the den, basically. So uh, I remember. Wow. Side note of times of we're looking at pictures of things and they they just load and creep and yeah. creep. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and pictures of animals, of course. They're, yes. You know, buildings, trees, trees. Yeah, and um, yeah, my dad like caught me playing it one day. Like I was playing it, I didn't hear him come in. It was like I was like pressing the fart button, or they were just like cuss on screen. He's like. He took the shit. Was it a CD out at that point? Yeah, it wasn't a floppy disk. He took the CD out and literally broke it in front of me. So I was done with the beefs and butthead thing. Damn. But yeah, it's tragic, bro. Nah, I, uh, I, 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 I vibed with it because it was just like it was just them doing dumb shit all the time, and I wanted to emulate that. Like that was also. You, you seem like you were like a rowdy boy then. Like were you were you, kinda, like, were you kinda, like lighting shit on fire when you were a kid? I wanted to. I wanted to light everything on fire. Uh, <laughs> my 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 dad taught me how to be a pyro, and so <laughs> I always wanted to light shit on fire. I always wanted to run around naked in any public scene I could. Yeah, my dad uh, was not a pyro. I wish my dad was a pyro. That'd be cool. Shouts to Woody. This also comes in at so when i got into beavis and butt it was like mid 90s like so you know same as everyone obviously right right but like and the only reason why i knew about it was because my uncle for some reason was into it <laughs> it's always like, it's always the uncle that gets my you in the shows. Man. i go over, I go over to his <laughs> no, house it's the uncle that always gets you in the shit that you should get into yeah it was yeah he was always the one that slipped me the 20 and, and like told me to go spend on some cool shit and yeah. you know swear around me i like, love those my, fucking uncles yeah my uncle's the man but um so he, he introduced me to it, and I'm like, yo, for whatever reason, I want to be like, I, I walk around with my head, or my, my you know, my, my shirt on my head. Yeah. And and I'd scream, I'm Cornholio. Yeah, yeah, right? Cornholio to everybody. I never knew what it meant. I yeah, didn't yeah, care. Yeah. I thought it was the dopest thing ever. Yeah. And then, as it progressed into the late 90s, you know, we had Abuse by to Do America. Yeah, and that I, was a movie, so a movie that I went to see in the theaters. Was Abuse by to Do America? Yeah. Wow. Did you not? No, I was probably too young. My parents wouldn't take me to that shit. Oh, okay. So, then, this, right? This you should have gotten your uncle to take you. Uh, he probably would have, dude. He probably went on fucking opening night. Yeah, we probably would have smoked a joint together and went and saw it and <laughs> laughed our asses off, right? Um, 
shout out to Uncle Dave. Shout out to Uncle Dave. We know you're listening. Um, so then, and we're progressing into another field, but it just, it kind of leads into the personality. Yeah, so I was kind of a wild boy in the beginning stages of my life. Then like jackass came along and it just like, it took, it took the rowdiness to another level. Bro, were you a jackass boy? Oh yeah. John, pro Johnny Knoxville, pro no, Ben no, no, Margera. No, 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 no. Here's my thing. I'm not an anti-jackass guy, but I feel like I would never put you in the perspective of the point where it's like, you're retrying some of the dumb oh, shit they did. Oh yeah. I would do it out <laughs> in the front yard, put like, like okay, uh, we recycling get it. bins. All right, we get it. You rode in a shopping cart and crashed. What else did you do? Uh, well, I didn't, you know, I never wanted to try to like the stuff in the butt type thing, right? Like I never want to launch something out of my ass. I wasn't that. Yeah, I wasn't no, thinking no, no, about but that No, 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 but I would do like, I would do like, you know, go, go run a go route, have a dude throw a deep pass and like stack my trash can and recycling bins like on the corner of the street. And you hit run that? Run a go route. <laughs> and as a car's coming to the stop sign, I would go into the trash cans <laughs> and like these people would come, oh my gosh, are you okay? And most people would be like super concerned. And I had one guy just get super pissed off at me one time. Like and you were just like savage, like yeah, I'm good, man. Oh no, man! I, I tried to fake it. I tried to fake it as much as I could. I was trying to act it. I was just trying to be just like those guys. So you're a big CKY fan growing up. Yeah, I, I, I somehow I got into that. I had guys, <laughs> I wasn't even into that scene, but like once I saw what they were doing, I was like, yeah, I vibe with this. It's dumb shit. No, I completely agree. I was a huge jackass guy. Yeah. I just didn't. I think the most I did was ever just like get in a grocery cart and get tipped over. I mean, that's where you got to start. It's the gateway. It's a, it's a, it's a gateway to all dumb shit. You got to start with a grocery cart. All right. We're yeah. done with this shit. Yeah. Fuck you. What? Fuck, <laughs> fuck everybody on this island. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed I'm going to release this as actually an episode tonight. And Kent and I will do an episode. That will be a little bit more serious. But So 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 the, just to wrap up. Yeah, wrap me up. Do we, do wrap we, me up like a no, mummy. No, no, no. I just, I just want to just recap for state. Since we went on like a 25-minute tangent on shows. Sure. sure. We should win this game, right? <clears throat> we should? Shout, uh, what's, your, what's, your, what's your confidence factor winning this game? Uh, Alright, so what kind of rating scale do I have? Whatever you want to make it. Like, I'm going to go 0 to 100 real quick. You're such a... I'm going to keep it 100, boy. Alright, so... <laughs> The, the real confidence I have for this game tomorrow at noon, where we always play like trash at noon, no matter if it's football or basketball, I have about a 40% confidence rating. Okay. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Because because just like... Just... I think I think Brad Brownell is gonna, has better stags in his inventory, and uh, uh-huh. I, think, I think they're going to shoot better than we are. The only chance we have is... Braxton has his shot. We're okay. But he didn't have a shot this whole entire Clemson game, and he only made that one three to win it. So that's the only thing that gives me confidence. Did you know he has the same percentage from two as he does three? Yeah. And, like, half of his shots are from three. Mm-hmm. So he's not really a good shooter. My hopes are a W. But uh, obviously. Obviously. But like I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to keep it real with you, right? Like I'm, I'm on the same scale. I'm trying to keep it on the same scale, uh-huh. right? I'm probably on a 45 percentile. I'm on confidence 40, factor. I'm on 40, 60, and I'm usually the guy on this podcast that is the optimistic one. But I'm starting to realize that I should just tell you guys how realistic I am, and it's that I, 
I don't have a great feeling about tomorrow, but if you guys can prove me wrong, I'll be at work trying to watch it, or maybe I'll just call out of work and watch it with this guy across from me. We'll see. What version of this team are we going to get tomorrow? That's a great question. And that's what I've asked myself pretty much the entire second half of the season yeah. because we've seen how long are everything. we keep, how long are we going to keep Wyatt Walker in before we realize that DJ Funderburg is a better option I don't care if he gets 3000 the first half he's the best free throw shooter on our team and he plays much better defense down low than Wyatt Walker can why the fuck does Wyatt Walker shoot technicals I've seen him shoot technicals twice this year I go what the fuck anyway sorry I I, I just so, 45% confidence factor for me. What Here's the thing. When you're listening to this, and you will be listening to this, we hope, please follow us at Fire and Ice Pack Pod. Uh, our Instagram is not lit, as the kids say, at Fire and Ice Pack Pod. And um, follow Brandon Crockett with a zero on that O tip because uh, he's trying to buy out that real Brandon Crockett that has got that long money i'm gonna get it i'm gonna get it but more than anything we'll see what happens tomorrow we're gonna kent and i are gonna record soon uh hopefully tomorrow but if not as an ncaa tournament preview not an nit preview but you already know what it is if we get nit we got a home game and we're taking it we're taking the whole thing yeah we'll take the whole nit so we're getting the fuck out of here Brandon, I appreciate you coming around. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Hopefully I didn't embarrass you too much. No.